0: Grand afternoon. We're back. I've been up for a hot second. You feel me? <sighs> I had to do a whole bunch of stuff around the house before I sat down with Uncle Lucky's energy again. And hopefully my son is just doing his thing so we don't have to keep interrupting it. It is 12.53 p.m. now. It's April 7th, okay? Thursday. We're going to jump back into Uncle Lucky's channeling story. So... In between the story, once I noticed, like, these things pop up, he had me take notes on Scarface, like, in certain instances of Scarface, that, like, the articles on the fucking papers and Google and stuff like that, a lot of stuff is hella false. A lot of the movies are, like, hella false, so we gonna, you know, correct some shit. I hope y'all listened to that song so lonely, because that shit was cracking me the fuck up. I just had to listen to it before I started again. (laughs) Oh, that shit was funny. Anyways, let's get into Uncle Lucky's story. So I believe we left off with the fact that um his great aunt, which is my grandma, okay, um, she was the basically the most popular oracle in um Italy, okay. So my family's from Naples, okay. My family's from Naples, so they're uh, Napoleon or like Napoleon, basically. Um, she was like literally like the most famous. Everybody went to her, but they basically did not know that she was like related to the same people in the mob because it's like that would have been a huge upper hand for his enemies if they would have known that the forest, which was his great aunt, um, and he wanted to let you guys know that my great great grandfather was his um was his younger cousin. So they're like three years apart. He was born in uncle lucky was born in 1897 and my great-great-grandfather was born in 1900 like literally the year 1900 um and when he was 20 years old in 1920s is when my great-great-grandfather um came to america and was like doing the whole bootlegging operation with his family okay so anyways she taught him his magic okay when she taught him his magic it's like she told him okay like you can't tell nobody else about this you can't tell nobody that I'm your family um and I feel like she was also like yeah what I'm seeing is like she also said like even like the women you know like don't even pillow talk with it you feel me like don't even pillow talk with the fact that not even to the females that you're close with you feel me so like i feel like uncle lucky had like two wives or like two serious relationships if i remember correctly and even these two women did not know about his grandma so he really like kept that secret another thing um another thing he's telling me is like she let him know that he will be going on a trip like the older he got She did see, like, she was able to predict that he would be going to the Americas. Like, that he would be uh, eventually leaving Italy. And when he would leave Italy, it's like, even though he was powerful where he was, she was telling him that, like, the most power that he would gain would actually be in the Americas, okay? Oh, wow. Yeah. She had a lot of dream gifts. So, she was um, receiving a lot of gifts through dreams. I said something the other day, and I forgot to uh i mean like i said it but it's like as soon as it slipped my lips i didn't realize that like oh we have the same fucking gifts i said something about like he was able to see enemies in his dreams so he was able to like protect the mob and shit like that and you know i tell you guys all the time y'all hear my podcast i see my enemies in my dreams so like that's a family gift she was also dream gifted and stuff like that but it's like with her hers were like premonitions so she's seen again it's reiterating that she's seen that he was not about to have no like real deal family that he wasn't gonna have any kids um yeah because it's like what i'm seeing is like she she said she told him this when he was younger that if he would have had kids like the as popular and as powerful as he was his kids would have been like targeted and shit like that you know what i mean and, like, the, basically the best way for him to be able to walk free and, like, do everything he wanted to do without, like, his kids and his offspring and stuff being targeted forever. It's like he had to, um, I don't know. It's basically like he had to live, like, a, out a certain mission. I don't know how to explain it. Um. Yeah, she basically, it's something about, like, she seen that he would be a free man. Like, he would avoid, um, he didn't avoid prison time, but she definitely let him know that he wouldn't have, um, much prison time to do in the near future, um, but she definitely seen him, like, leaving, leaving Italy and going to America and being, like, rich and famous off of bootlegging liquor. She even predicted, what I'm seeing is that she predicted the, um, I think it was going through, like, a... Was that the Great Depression? Or, like, yeah, I think that was the Great Depression during, like, the 1920s. And the U.S. government, like, banned alcohol. So, like, he's telling me the whole reason he had the rump operation, leaving um, Italy and going to America's in the 1920s to do this. The whole reason that happened is because of what she's seen. Like, she's seen it. And she's like, okay, learn how to make this. This is your power. So she's showing me, well, he's showing me that, um Strega Nona, like, put him on with, like, learning how to make certain herbs and certain things to make the bootleg rum, And then it's like, by the time, it's like by the, it was like he was already prepared. It's like, how do I explain this? Like, since she predicted the Great Depression and stuff like that, while she was all the way in Italy, it's like, um they was ten steps ahead of, like, knowing what to start mm-hmm. as the main operation going over to the Americas. So, Um, I don't know if I told you guys, but, like, my great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, I'm not gonna say his name because, like, like I said, we have to change our last names and shit like that, so it's, like, we're a little protected. Um, my great-great-grandfather, when he came over, he was, like, the shotgun man, okay? So, what the shotgun man and the mob means is, like, um... When they would be sneaking over on, like, I guess y'all call them banana boats. <laughs> but when they would sneak over on the boats and shit like that, um, they would have the bootleg liquor, like, on board. And they would have, like, you know, some other mob members and shit like that. But, like, my grandpa in particular, um, he was a shotgun man. So it's, like, if anybody tried to stop the boat or, you know, because there's other people, like, trying to do crime shit around that time and all that. So if anybody tried to stop the boat, rob them shit even police officers like the the you know the boats in the uh, in the water that's like police and shit like that he would literally shoot them down so yeah I already knew that about my grandpa but um that's like one thing that my great grandma tried not to tell us about him because it's like she was a daddy's girl so she tried to like keep his image as pure as possible but it's like I don't know that doesn't matter to me it's like it is what it is you feel me they already did it um yeah, our, our family made hella generational wealth off of this rum, rum, uh, I think it's called rum running. It's like what they call it, rum running, but like bootlegging operation. They made like generational wealth, like for years and years and years to come. Yep. So all that money that my, uh, that my family's spending right now, it's, 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 uh, not just, it's not just Uncle Lucky's money, it's also my papa's money. They about to get they ass whooped. Because it ain't supposed to be theirs. It's supposed to be mine. Yeah, he's dumbass. Okay. So, like... So, like, what I'm seeing now is... He's showing me a little bit more about, like... Who you showing me about? <laughs> he's showing me about the generations, like... Because our family's hella big. So, he's showing me, like, throughout the, all the generations. Um, okay. He's showing me, like, throughout all the generations, like, on his mother's side, they were, like, spiritual. Like, witches, kitchen witches, things like that. Um, Also, I I believe they were into, like, Catholicism or, like, Christianity. But it's, like, for the people that know Stregaida, it's, like, they, it's almost like voodoo in a way. Like, they associate certain, like, um, saints, Christian saints and stuff like that like, they associate certain ones with, like, certain angels, and I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like, in Voodoo, like, Archangel Michael, um, is, like, Papa Legba, you know what I mean? But it's, like, in Stegraia, it's, like, um, it's almost something similar like that. I I haven't studied it yet, so I can't, like, give you a name of the different, um, the different deities and stuff like that they work with, but she's telling me, like, um, it looked like she was like all into Catholicism, but she wasn't. She was practicing straight, yeah. His dad was a money man, part of the mob, but it's like he had gifts too. What he what he's telling me is like his dad did not know that the only thing he did not see was that he was gonna end up getting killed in um in New Orleans. He didn't see that. He's also showing me how um he showed oh that's crazy. He showing me my papa and like he was the boatman. So it's like with papa, my my grandpa, what I'm seeing is it's like the two cousins went into operation with each other. That's what I'm saying. So like um at this time when like all this was going on in America, there was like um war going on in Italy, right? And it's like I believe America was like you know how America always be trying to help people, they're like, Oh, Um, You guys can come on over here. You guys can leave your home in Italy. Um, The immigrants they come over here where it's safer because there was a lot of war going on. And, like, famine and shit like that. Excuse me. Excuse me. So, um, what I'm seeing is some of the family went over. Like, some of the family on his mom's side, like the witches and shit, they went over on the boat. Some of the people from his dad's side that was into the mob, they, like went on the boat too but i'm seeing like their names were not what it was so whatever the fuck they had their names marked down on the papers for like census or whatever when they were doing, it's like their names that was on the census is not their real last name because they didn't want they didn't want people in america to know that these are the monsters coming over you feel me so one thing i can say is like one of uh no, they said I can't say that. <laughs> okay, fuck it. <laughs> I can't even say that. Okay, fuck it. So basically the names that are switched is like the names that are in Italy. It's, it's a slight variation from like the names that we have out here so that they wouldn't connect it to the same family. So the only example they're letting me give you is like if the last name was spelled with like a e at the end in Italy, they might have spelled it with an O or with an A or something like that at the end of it, um, in America, like a slight variation where it's like, nah, they're not tied to those people. That's hella smart. Um, and he said like my great, great grandfather, he didn't even come over on the boat with everybody else. Cause it was like a big ass, like Titanic type size boat with a bunch of immigrants coming over. Um, he didn't get on that boat. He's telling me that him and and my papa got on like their own little banana boat. I'm gonna just call it banana boat, bro, because it's like one of them little, you know, them little paddle boat type shits. It's it's big enough like for a couple people and shit like that. But it's like, um, it ain't no like Titanic size, uh, boat or nothing like that. I don't even know what they're called, <laughs> a cruise size boat or something like that. He said, Nah, we got on a banana boat, like, and they basically just followed behind the other one. Is what I'm seeing. Yeah. When my grand, when my great great grandfather came, I told you guys he was twenty, and I'm seeing that like my uncle was like twenty three, something like that. Yeah, and what I'm seeing is, um, hmm, it's something about like they came here to America, and Stragonona like told them. Something about, like, she was going to end up passing. Like, she did tell them, like, um, they had to leave Italy. I don't know what was going on in Italy. Like, maybe the family was being, um, like, maybe somebody was trying to take the family out. Because, you know, the mob was kind of, like, beefing with each other. Certain families were more powerful than other families. So, it was, like, you know, that constant back and forth war. So, what I'm seeing is, like, our family could have been targeted at that time. So, it's like they kind of had to dip out. And it's like they couldn't just get on the immigrant boat because like some of the people that got on the immigrant boat was like looking for them type shit, you know, like the hitters. So they're telling me that the reason they got on the banana boat and kind of like snuck off and was un- behind it is because they was like I said, they're ten steps ahead. They can tell when they in- where the enemies are and shit like that. She she let them know that like she was gonna end up being murdered though. She did she did pr- like she was able to predict her own death or like see her own death. But she told him, like, don't worry, don't fight, you know, don't don't stress over that because she's going to come back. That's powerful. So she came back as an ancestor, baby, as a girl, of course, later on in our lifetimes. And if he allows me to tell y'all who she is, maybe I will. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so she basically seen that and she told them, like, hey, you guys are gonna have to leave. And, you know, they're like, okay, what are we gonna do with you? Great aunt, you know, grandma, whoever she was to them. And she's like, don't worry about me. Don't worry about fighting for me. I'm not even gonna fight it. Like, she's ancient, bro. Like, she's hella fucking old. So she's just like, it's good. I'm gonna end up, like, she did some type of spell or something to, um basically just come right back through the same family but it's like generations later basically you know what I'm saying yeah she did something in the um she did something in the crossroads so uh, people that do magic they know that like the crossroads is like the spiritual realm so like those four-way places if you go in the middle during a certain time of day and you know you summon certain spirits and like that shit like that it's like it's really like you're you're in between worlds at that point in time so she's telling me something. It's like kind of like Strega Nona and Uncle Lucky kind of telling me this part at the same time. But it's like something about she uh she gathered up like certain herbs and shit like that. She's been gathering these up these certain herbs for a while. And what I'm seeing is like she brought she brought this to the crossroads and she did some type of manifesting. Like she literally could have wrote it down. Like wrote down everything she wanted to happen brought these certain herbs and like went to the crossroads yeah and she did her spell before like she could have did her spell like the night before she got murdered but it's like by the time they did get her she sent her 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 younger generations basically like the mob she sent them already gone like they couldn't wipe them out so it's like she kind of like saved her generations type shit you know what I mean not kind of but she did She sent them off, like, our family off with, like, money, money ideas, business ideas. She activated their gifts and stuff like that, so it's like they would be aware of what's going on. And she did let them know, like, don't worry about trying to fight for me because they're about to take me out, but it's okay. What I'm seeing is, like, they came up to the woods and and murdered her. Um, So one of the things they're letting me know um, is since she was a witch and she was so powerful, like, they chopped off her hands. Because they felt like she couldn't do her craft if she didn't have her hands. And they could have, like, overkilled her, like, stabbed her to death, basically, is what I'm seeing. Yeah. And it's like they wanted to go after the family, but the family was already gone. So, it's like, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Um, She's seen like, when they went to the Americas. Remember I told you, she told him that he wasn't going to have no kids. But my grandpa, she let him know that he would have kids. And, like, it's, like, almost like she split the fortunes between them. Um, There's other family and shit like that, but it's, like, them two were, like, the main ones. The only difference is, it's, like, um, she had them both, like, do different things. So, it's, like, in order to continue to keep the generations alive, she let my grandpa know that, yeah, you know, you would be more of the family man. We want you to kind of do it in a a, a more discreet, cleaner way. I don't know if I told you guys about this, but, like, researching up my grandpa and shit like that, he's only on, like, two or three censuses, like that's all the information that I have about my grandpa like it's literally like he didn't even exist and the only time that they caught him at home was when we have the information of the census if he wouldn't have been caught at home he wouldn't have never got counted and he would never be on nobody's u.s census it's almost like he literally never existed he never worked a regular job none of that shit he literally was just like a fucking mob member was just like ducked off low-key like, and they're telling me that, like, when they would come around and, you know, do the census and shit like that, he would leave. He'd be gone somewhere. So he wouldn't get counted. They wouldn't know. Um, and it can kind of, like, stay discreet. I'm also seeing, like, they could have had, like, money buried. Or they could have had, like, shit in the cut. So it's, like, it looked like you're a normal family making a little, lo- you know. They didn't, they didn't, they basically, like, when it came to my grandpa, they were living living two different lifestyles. It's like my grandpa kind of lived, like, a normal lifestyle where it was like, oh, he looked like a family man and shit to the regular folks, but it's like, he had, like, he's they're showing me, like, he had hella money stashed away somewhere, and it's like, with, um, with Uncle Lucky, it's like, um, he had to keep making money and shit like that, so it's like, since he was never gonna have any kids, he was cool with that, and he was just trying to, like, keep building up the family, keep building up the stuff. So, it's, like, that's why I went from just bootlegging to, like, racketeering, money laundering, and, like, gambling, like, prostitution rings, all that kind of shit, because it's, like, all right, fuck it, you know? Like, I ain't gonna have no kids. They ain't, like, nobody's gonna get tortured because of what I'm doing. Fuck it. I'm gonna just keep making the family money, you know? And it's, like, um... Yeah, so they live two different lifestyles, but they were both in the What I'm also seeing is, like, people, um... He showing me like people would gossip about Papa. Um Yeah, people was gossiping about Papa at this time of him being like a shotgun man, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's like people, uh people in the city was like trying to figure out like who he was or like it was like I don't even gotta explain it. It's like Papa was like ghost, bro. He was like damn near like a ghost. Like he didn't exist. Nobody knew his real fucking name. Like, he knew the name that we came to America with. But it's like, nobody really knew who he was, I'm seeing. And it's like, that he was like the talk of the town. Like, oh yeah, don't fuck with him. You know? But it's like, we don't even know what he does. <laughs> we just know he, he don't fuck with him. Um, What I'm also seeing is like, uh, why are you getting into this? I mean, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Because it's like, I guess they're getting into how there's generations after. Because he, cause Uncle Lucky didn't have no kids. So it's like, papa is the generation, you feel me, um, what I'm seeing is like, he ended up, um, I know from my papa, when he was here, when he first got here, I think he, uh, was here for like seven years, like six, seven years, so he came here in 1920, he was 20 years old, and I believe when he was 27, after like doing all his mob shit, I mean, he was still doing the mob shit and shit like that, but it's like, around the time he was 27, he ran into my, uh, my grandma. And she was, like, this big-boned Haitian woman, like, beautiful, but thick. Like, she almost looked like, like, ancient mama look. Like, you know, thick, like, big top, big bottom type shit. Chocolate, you know what I mean? Big nose, big lips, like a full black woman, you feel me? And it's, like, we're Italian. Yeah, they were light-skinned. Like, they were literally light-skinned. So they looked like they were light-skinned black people. But this is what I'm seeing. And, like, what's happening is, like, um, what I'm seeing is, like, when he met grandma... Like she seen through all of the talk around the town. She seen through the lies and shit like that. Yeah, she's very strong and like very loving. She had like a very fierce attitude. Um, something about like I I think Straganona like told him that he was gonna meet somebody like that. So it's like when he met Grandma, she was like the only one in town in New Orleans at the time that like wasn't talking about him or like wasn't in fear of him. I'm seeing also, like, some of her friends could have been talking about him, too. And it's, like, that's kind of how, like, they got introduced. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> okay, Grandma, Grandpa. Yeah, I'm seeing um, they created the next three generations. And I told you, I'm the third generation. So it's, like, from Grandma and Grandpa linking up, that's how we continued on our family legacy. And it's, like, from Uncle Lucky, it's, like like, money-wise, it's, like, that's how we continue a lot of the money. Papa was still getting his money, too, but it was, like, it was hella more low-key. And it's, like, Uncle Lucky, he was all up in the fucking news, all of Like, they got, he got hella movies and shit made after him, you feel me? It's, like, that could have been for Papa, but it's, like, they they needed somebody to, to be, like, the clean guy, you feel me? And even though he, he, he was the clean guy, like, it seemed like it. It's, like, he wasn't even on no fucking, no kind of U.S. nothing, like, you know? Damn. Okay. So, they're telling me that my great-great-grandma... My great-grandfather's uh, wife that started off our generations, remember I told you we're Italian and black, so that's where the, the Haitian side, the black side, that's where it comes from. He's showing me that she was a whole witch, bro. She She's like straight from Haiti. I'm going to have to do one on her another time, but she was a whole witch. And it's like all the little brides that was like talking about Papa. And like trying to spread rumors, and like even if they were telling the truth, like oh that's the shotgun man, or oh that motherfucker's part of the mob, and whatever they were saying about Papa, I'm seeing like um she she like she just fucking she just killed him. I don't know how to explain that. It's like Papa didn't always have to use his shotgun. It's like she was so powerful with her voodoo from Haiti. Like she literally, like if they went, she could have told them like hey. You know, cause I told you like they were talking shit about him And it's like that's how she noticed him And it's like now I'm in love with him You feel me? And like this is my man You know, you feel me? We got generations of shit together We making kids and shit And it's like for my grandma and grandpa They had one, two, they had three kids They had um Yeah, they had two boys And my No, 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 I'm lying They had a boy and a girl They had a boy and a girl and um their boy he was the oldest and he got named after papa with his new american quote unquote name so it's like you know so they can pass that name along and then like for grandma she was the baby's girl she was daddy's girl you know what i mean so it's like it was just them two and it's like uh you motherfuckers going around running around talking about my family and of course like grandma knew about what papa was doing but it was like the simple fact like y'all need to shut the fuck up because it's like we're trying to you know we're trying to like you know create a little discreet family you feel me concoction up in this motherfucker up in new orleans and y'all spreading rumors those rumors are gonna get around you're gonna get my man taken from my home so she could have told the brides like hey shut up watch your mouth take back what you said They're like, no, you're due to da-da-da-da-da. He's part of the mob, right? So, Grandma's like, okay, bitch, you don't want to take that back? Cool. What I'm seeing is, like, she either killed them or, like, she did some type of spell. And it could have took away, like, their most precious loved ones. Like, she could have took away their kids, their best friend, their family. It didn't fucking matter. They were going to a bunch of funerals. At least, I'm seeing, like, four bitches went to four funerals. There was four different funerals. And Grandma showed up to every one of those funerals and collected a uh, a obituary and sat in the motherfucker front row and was like yeah bitch i told you to shut the fuck up like simple damn (laughs) fuck (laughs) i don't know what to say about that Ooh, child yeah she's telling me like they did not want to like give up on it so she's like right, cool you don't want to stop talking about my man you don't want to stop talking about my family i got you they was, like, so pressed about, like, what he was doing for work and shit like that. It was, like, you know, a little gossiping assholes. Yeah. So, when it came to, like, grandma's energy, she was, like, the protective energy, like, spiritually. She protected the generations, is what I'm saying? So that, like, the generational name wouldn't get ruined. Because it's, like, if he would have, if they would have kept talking shit, and it's, like, she wouldn't have did nothing. It's, like, the whole cover would have been blown. You feel me? Like, well, damn, motherfucker, like, we was trying to do something, y'all bitches won't stop talking now, everybody's gonna come after us, so it's like, she had to shut the fuck up, that was her protection they shut the fuck up, okay so she's telling me that like um, she continued to like, it's like, her kids are growing up now, you know, now they got their own kids and shit like that, and you know so now we're three generations down is what I'm seeing it's like, um, the third generation down (laughs) the third generation down is still protected by the magic that she put forward um yeah, shit, by both of their magic. By, like, their reputation and their magic is what I'm saying. Um, I ca- I cannot say that uh, the side of my family that's going against me is still protected. I told you guys. They told me they stripped this off. But, like, um, I know me and, like, my, bro- uh, my son and all that kind of shit like that. We are. We still got that protection over her. She's telling me, like, she went to church and stuff like that. But she-, she was into hoodoo is what it is. So it's like she went to church and stuff like that. But, like, I told you, when you mix voodoo and, like, uh, when, when when we came over here to America, they had Christianity that was, like, forced upon us. It's like, we just mixed it together and did both, you feel me? Yeah, she could have did, like, mojo bags and shit like that. She could have had mojo bags and, like, little different, um, ornaments for protection and stuff. But she also showed me she knew how to use a gun, too. She's like, um, Papa was not the only one that knew how to use a gun, you feel me? <laughs> what I'm also seeing is, like, she did, like, um with uh hold on hold on hold on hold on what you telling me okay she's showing me that um that this rum this 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 rum uh remember how it was bootlegging rum and shit like that they're showing me that like this rum was used for more than like drinking purposes like as far as like spirituality grandma would use the rum that papa would have from bootlegging whatever he wasn't like doing with the mob it was like she was in new orleans like um doing like uh protection ceremonies and like uh rum cleansing ceremonies and shit like that so it's like she was using like her native um Haitian roots and stuff like that and like using something that he made from scratch you feel me the rum like he made it from scratch and shit like that so it's like Everything has, like, the purest, most positive, high vibrational intentions in it. And she would, like, do, like, curing ceremonies and shit like that I'm seeing. That's how she also made money for... It's like, she made money, he made money. He had, like, his his form of making it, she had her form of making it. What I'm also seeing is, like... Um oh, that's filthy. They're showing me that my grandma, and I ain't even know this, my great-grandma... <laughs> the one that left me in her will, they're showing me that she also was, like, um, she was a a psychic, of course, we know that, because my family, but I'm seeing, like, um, she was taught this, she was, she she wasn't taught to, like, practice this, but it's, like, she was taught this, so what I'm seeing is, like, back in the day, grandma could have did it in, like, the most discreet way, like, selling, like, jars of food or like even if they was like still selling rum in a way like you know it was like damn near like medicine or it's like um what am I trying to sh- what am I trying to say like she showing me the kitchen with shit remember I told you like my grandma was a kitchen witch I could literally be like grandma hey can you teach me how to make lasagna or something like that she's literally in the kitchen doing it but it's like she would catch a whole fucking attitude and like put you out the kitchen and it's, like, compared to, like, my black grandmas and shit, they'll be like, oh, yeah, this is how you do it, blah, 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 you feel me? Nah, it's, like, the Italian, um, uh, it's, like, something about, like, growing her own herbs and shit like that. And, like, the power in that, that's what her mom taught her. So, it's, like, um, yeah, my great-grandma knew all this shit, too. damn, I'm, like, finding this shit out at the same time as y'all, so, like, bear with me. <laughs> um... It's like she learned how to, like, protect her energy, protect herself, and, like, also, like, cloak her energy. So, like, anybody that know my great-grandma when she was alive, it's like, um, she had, like, simple little jobs, but it, like, it's, like, the simple jobs she had, they were, like, good-paying jobs, so it's, like, to the average motherfucker you would think that she was just really good at saving her money and just, like, really good at, like, you know, managing her money because it's, like, like I told you, she had, like, decked-out marble fucking exquisite-ass motherfucking furniture, bro. I don't even know how to explain it. And it's, like, her house would be just so fucking decked out. Like, she always had a fucking house. Like, i never seen her in an apartment complex. And even, like, I think the only time I did see her in, like, some type of cul-de-sac situation, it was still, like, a townhouse. And all of them, all of them were, like, her's. And it's, like, as far as what I remember with my great-grandma being alive, she had, like, interior design before. She did, like, some type of dentistry. Almost the same shit that I did. Dentistry, interior design, um, banking, and stuff like that. It's, like, yeah, those are pretty good, you know, things to make money off of. But back in the day, you guys got to remember that, like, the cost of living was also lower. So how much money are you really fucking making to have your shit that decked out, you feel me? So it's, like, they're telling me that, um... (laughs) All that that, that that abundance came from, like, grandma, um, came from the fucking family. It's like, the money's just, like, buried or something like that. She never had to struggle. She never had to worry about nothing. Um, one of those episodes, I don't remember which one it was. I think it said, Urgent Message. And I was talking about what my my dad's side of the family's doing to me. The little losers. The loser side of them. Um, and it said something about, like, um she said she was just watching uh my dad and them generations be like broke you know what i'm saying she said something like that like she was just sitting around watching them be broke because it's like they all had like a very get rich quick schemey type of energy and like yeah okay you feel me the family's part of the mob so it's like yeah you know that kind of is like in your energy to um try to make quick money or fast money but it's like the whole purpose like you you guys are not on uncle look Le- on on, on You guys are not on Uncle Lucky's side. He didn't have any kids. You feel me? So it's like, you guys are born on Papa's side where you guys are supposed to be kind of like building the new version, the American dream. Yeah, we still had the long money, but it's like once they told, once grandma told her, told, hold on. (laughs) Once my grandma told like my dad and my older cousins and my older uncles and shit like that, all the motherfuckers that's going against me right now, Once they heard the true story of how savage our Italian family is, it's like they got this in their mind, like, oh, I want to be just like them. Like, it's a fucking video game or something. It's like, no, motherfucker, you're not getting it. You're supposed to be better than us. And it's like, so basically she's saying, like, she watched them be broke and go through struggles and shit while she was just kind of, like, sitting on the money that her parents gave her and that she uh, inquired from, like, Uncle Lucky and shit like that because it's like, at the end of the day, bro, Y'all don't deserve it. She's like, y'all had y'all lives in shambles. Like, like the shit that they're doing right now proves why she didn't write them in the will. It proves why they wasn't supposed to get a, the no money. Cause it's like y'all didn't know what the fuck to do with it. They're going around buying a bunch of stuff, making a bunch of fake ass businesses that ain't even standing for nothing. They're doing nothing. And even through these business, through these businesses right now, they're still trying to do shady work as if they were like part of the mob I'm telling you right now like my dad has like some type of um 18 wheeler company truck business and I promise you he's moving marijuana through other states and shit like that. Like bro what the fuck are you doing? How are you guys sitting on like thousands and millions of old ass money from my ancestors that y'all stole from me. So it's like y'all got it right now and y'all still trying to do some criminal shit that's dumb as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So, she's literally telling me that's why she just watched them be broke. It's like, she looked into their futures and was like, nah, them motherfuckers ain't shit. (laughs) This is funny. Yeah, so, what I'm seeing is, like, um, something about, like, what am I seeing, Grandma? Okay. Grandma, like, she meditated a lot, I feel like. She's also saying, like, as her parents are getting older, um, they were doing a lot of, like, nature magic, it was like, Papa could have retired from the mob at a certain point in time, which I know he did, I believe he was, like, in his, like, 40s or 50s when he retired from it, but it was like, he still had, like, royalties, because that's our, this literally our family's business, so it's not like, oh, I retired from it, and I'm just not gonna get paid, no, it's like, he didn't have to physically go and pop nobody no more, he didn't physically have to do none of that shit no more. But it's like he was still able to go collect checks and, like, money was still being dropped off and shit like that is what I'm seeing. It's like, um, what I'm also seeing is, like, uh, my great-great-grandparents was, like, as they were getting older, it's like they were starting to invest in land. Um, so they could have bought, like, different houses and different, like, land and they could have actually, honestly, excuse me, they could have buried, let me shut up, let me shut up, <laughs> let me shut up. Cause I don't wanna say it and then my fucking loser ass family is gonna try to No, you know, nah I'm not gonna say shit, you feel me? <laughs> Let me shut up. <laughs> but yeah, they just they got they got hidden money, let's say that. Yeah, they got hidden money. I'm not gonna tell y'all where I see that it's at because that's my business. But they got they got hidden money in different places and shit like that. And it's like um it was at the point like they literally had no stresses, no worries. They were making money like royalty money from being a part of the mob in their sleep. That's all I'm seeing. Um, now what they're showing me is like, okay. Now what I'm seeing is like, okay. So now we're on the generations. We're, we're. I think they're like trying to bring me down in the generations now. So it's like, okay, boom. We heard a little bit about Uncle Lucky's story. And it's like now he's kind of telling me about like the side of the family where I come from, where there's more generations going on. And it's like I'm seeing the generations now. So it's like my great-greats getting older now, and it's like, now it's my great-grandma's time, right, and it's like, she was so fucking balling with it, she was literally making money in her sleep because of the royalties and shit, she was still collecting from the mob type shit, you feel me, so it's like, she literally was living plush, making money in her sleep, she was even dreaming of ways to make money as well, what I'm also seeing is like, um, she had a daughter, okay, I knew that, so it's like she had a daughter, and what she seen in her dream was that she was gonna end up having a daughter, so it's like, um, let me see, she got, she had a bunch of kids, but it's like the daughter that they're talking about is my immediate grandma, okay, so the one that's going against me right now, so like I told you, um, my greats, and my great-greats and on up, that was, like, the good side of the family, where it was still, like, harmonious and love. Yeah, they was part of mob and shit like that, but they were still fucking family. They didn't go against their own family. They went against other motherfuckers for money and shit like that. But they did not turn on their own people. Italians are really particular and very, like, loyal to their fucking families, you feel me? So it's, like, the whole reason that my family's about to get fucked up right now is because you guys turned on me for some fucking money that was not even y'all's, you feel me? So it's, like, yeah, they're dumb. Um, so yeah, grandma seen that she was gonna end up having a daughter, okay. And the daughter she had first was my, um, was my immediate grandma, my dad's mom, okay. And what I'm seeing is like my immediate grandma, she has gifts, so she's like a medium. I don't know whether she knows this or not, but like she can talk to the dead and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she was really on her shit, she could have been, like, the type to do, like, seances and use, like, Ouija boards and, like, really use pendulums and shit like that and, like, communicate with other spirits. Kind of like what I'm doing, basically. And, like, she also seen in her dream that her her first daughter, which is my grandma, was going to have a son. And her first son was my dad, right? So, it's like, um, damn. So, damn, y'all just be dreaming up these gener- generations and shit, right? So yeah, so she's seen that her first kid was gonna be a daughter. Then that her daughter was gonna have a son. Okay. Um and what I'm seeing is like um she was seeing that like something about moving forward when it came to the money. Like I think back in the day, like she thought that like because of course it's like she can see only so far into the generations so in her dream she was able to see like the next two generations and it looked like in her dream that it was like she was supposed to give the money to my dad you know what i mean like in a dream that's what it seemed like you know but what i'm seeing is like um that took another change in direction at some point in time and yeah and i and and it was supposed to come to me okay Hmm. what changed okay Mm -hmm the thing that changed is that I was overburdened and I was the overburdened when I was supposed to be the overburdened one. So it was like, what I'm seeing is like, um, grandma was young. My great grandma, she was young. She didn't even have her kid yet. And she had a, a dream, a, a prophetic dream about the future. And it was like, okay, cool. So she's having a prophetic dream about the future. And she's like, okay, I'm going to have a, a daughter. And it's like, okay, this daughter is going to be a medium. Cool. But it's like, then this daughter's going to have a son. And it didn't say nothing in the dream about giving her daughter, which is my grandma, my immediate grandma, the money. It didn't say that. It said the money was supposed to go to her son. So it's like, okay, cool. So basically my grandma's like, all right, y'all, I'm just going to sit on the money for a minute. Then it's like the older she got, and now like these beings are on this planet, like her daughter's here and like her grandson is probably born now. It's like at that time, her dreams started to change. And what took place with that is, like, I'm seeing, like, um, she could have noticed once she mentioned the money. And, like, remember I told you she could have mentioned, um, yeah, I'm seeing that like the family get-togethers and stuff like that when they're talking. And, you know, this this is their mom and their great-grandma's and stuff like that. And they're sharing the family stories. Like, once she noticed that their energy switched and they became greedy and they became, like, competitive with each other. Then it's like that's when the energy switches. She's like, I'm not about to give that shit to my daughter. So she kept sitting on the coin. So it's like, damn. So it's like, damn. She's been sitting on it for like two generations now. You feel me? Well, yeah, yeah. She's been sitting on it for two generations now. And it's like, all right, cool. Well, fuck. Who am I supposed to give it to? Right. So it was like, okay. None of these people are able to hold the weight of this of this money. So it's like she's trying to figure out like what other options do I have? And of course, like I said, she's um. She's like, you know, there's there's cousins and there's uncles and aunties and shit like that. But it's like, I'm seeing that everybody that she told the story to, it was like um, their money. I mean, their, their, um, their energy switched and it became like really greedy. So she's like, okay, she could have started to like go by the water or like pray a little bit more and like ask for more guidance. Because it's like, I don't know. I'm getting older at this point now. Like, who am I supposed to get this to? And what I'm seeing is, like, she's explaining when I came in, when I was, um, at her, at her house. And at this time, this is, like, a couple of years ago. This is, like, in 2018 when I came to her house. And remember, I told you guys, I haven't seen my family since I was, like, three, four, five years old around that point. Because, like, my dad was stalking my mom. Like, he was having other people stalking my mom and shit. It was just getting real crazy and, like, violent and shit like that, right? So, like, I had to leave, um... I had to leave. Oh well, we all had to leave. Like me, my mom, my sister had to leave New Orleans and leave Houston and come all the way up here to the Pacific Northwest because it's like he was trying to have everybody that he could in his power, his homeboys and shit, follow my mom everywhere. Kind of like what my child's father is doing to me now. That was happening with my dad and my mom, basically. So it's like she left, and like when she left, um, what I'm seeing is like Grandma seeing that. The reason my mom left was because she was overburdened by how violent my dad was. Um, And like something about, yeah, something about like, she's seen this. She's seen that. um, She's having me tell you guys this. So when I was like, when my mom was pregnant with me, I think when she was six months pregnant, my dad went to go see a psychic. um, in New Orleans, and the psychic sat down, and, you know, she put her hand on my mom's belly and, like, read my future, and she let them know that the shit that I'm doing right now is who I will be, like, I will be known for being, like, an activist, um, a teacher, a spiritual teacher and shit like that, I'm very psychic, like, literally everything that I'm doing right now, which is my destiny, the lady, the psychic in New Orleans told my dad and my mom that, um, when I was six months old, in my mom's belly my mom wasn't really into that kind of stuff because her mom grew up like heavy heavy christian and then my dad like i told you my family kind of always been into that shit low-key so it's like he was the one that like had her go to the psychic so he was more in belief of it what i'm seeing is like um since the family knew about the money already it's like they were trying to figure out like how like grandma's getting older it was almost like shit whenever she kicks it's like oh we're gonna get the money like you know they thought that was their justice they thought like we just have to wait till grandma was like on her dying bed basically And it's like we're gonna get it um what i'm also seeing is like um papa could have also left me in his will. i don't know how he could have like fuck it's like what i'm seeing is like grandpa could have wrote the houses and the land and like the money and shit that he had all his last possessions he could have wrote that to his daughter and the houses and shit like that and it's like um it's like then in her power because when i was down there visiting um i told you all the rest of my family was treating me like shit right And it's like they dropped me off at my great grandma's house she was completely surprised that i came because she didn't see me in like 20 something years and i just popped up at her house one day she was crying she was just so you know happy to see me she cooked me some food and i wasn't feeling good because my other grandma was literally dying so like that was making me physically sick i was throwing up and shit all the time and my great grandma was taking care of me making me soups and sandwiches and shit like that right and it's like um during that time me and her was chopping it up and i was telling her you know my ups and downs and how I'm trying to make it and, like, what I want to be and shit like that, right? And it's like she's seeing that I have more of a head on my shoulders. So I'm seeing, like, this, the same thing that her dad wrote for her, she did for me. And I actually remember that moment. Um, I was chilling at her house and she was like, oh, you're going to have to go back to such and such's house to, like, because I got to go do something. And mind you, my grandma was, like, in her late 70s, 80s and shit like that. So I'm like, what you got to go do? You feel me? She, like, snapped. You know, she's spicy. She like, don't worry about it. But it's, like, now she's telling me that that moment where she had to leave the house and go do something, um, she went to go add me to, so like, she went to go link up with her lawyer or, like, she went to court or something like that. Something like that to, like, add me to her will or something like that and remove them. Um, what I'm seeing is, like, they were pissed off because they didn't get the house or they didn't, they, didn't get anything. Um, and what I'm seeing is, like, yeah, they, like, oof. They If they're in the house right now, they're getting kicked out the motherfucking house. If they try to sell her house, it's like, all that shit's mine. So, it's all gonna come back to me. But, yeah, they're basically telling me that. That's crazy. Okay, let's see what else Uncle Lucky gotta say. Because I'm like, this shit's crazy. <laughs> we done went to the generations and shit. <laughs> okay, Uncle Lucky, let's see. Where we at with it? Let's see, let's see. Okay damn that's like okay let me see what we talking about uncle lucky let me see what we talking about what we talking about okay now this is getting back to some mob shit now okay cool because i'm like we done went to a whole nother spin of things (laughs) i'm gonna stop it right here and we're gonna pick it back up and 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 talk about some more uncle lucky stuff because i'm like he done spent it off and talked about the future generations and shit. we'll be right back okay let's get back to uncle lucky (laughs) because he had to teach he had to basically like school us on how the fuck the generations continue to thrive on and shit like that so what i'm seeing basically is like um people didn't notice but like um my papa and my uncle would link up and like meet up together and shit like that with the family um like low-key i'm also seeing like uncle could have had like bodies buried in his backyard bro he's just keeping it 100 with me boy keeping it completely 100 um he's also showing me how he passed was true that he had like a, a a heart attack and i believe he was like in the airport of like italy trying to meet with the director to make his movie when he passed away he said that's true He's also showing me like they got into a hella shootouts so, with like the police. They was getting into shootouts with like a lot of people. He also, um, he had aided in World War II, and people didn't know that. But we're definitely about to put y'all along with that real quick. So some of the notes that I took from Scarface that he wanted me to clear up about his life real quick. So there was a scene in Florida, okay, on Scarface. Um, that scene where Manny wasn't paying attention and like the, the females in the little bikinis and shit was walking past. And him and the other dude was upstairs, like trying to make the drug deal. Cause he remember he got sent to Florida by like, um, like one of the bosses or some, some shit like that on the movie. And like he was supposed to like make one of his, uh, he was just supposed to make like a pickup. But like the pickup was like hella sketchy and weird. And they ended up, um, um, handcuffing him in the shower. And like they, um, chainsaw the dude and like killed him, his dude in front of him. And then like they beat him up real bad. And, um, and then finally, like, Manny came through and, like, saved him and shit like that. So, he's saying, like, on that scene, um, the dude that got killed by the chainsaw, like, that was really, like, one of his bros. And he's saying that, um, he's saying basically that scene was, like, almost, like, the part, um, where I was telling you guys where he got kidnapped and, like, um, tortured and shit like that. So, he wanted me to let you guys know, like, that that um scene has some truths in it but not full truths Mm -hmm. so like um he basically got kidnapped by like a cop family or like a crooked cop family so it's like the there was um what's his name giuseppe giuseppe means joe and um in Italian, so Giuseppe Masseria, or like Joe Masseria, or a big boss, Big Joe, basically. If you guys look him up, he was like in bed with some pigs, right? And it's like, remember I told you, um, Uncle Lucky was like in in position to be like the next capo di cappi, the boss of all bosses. And it's like Joe Masseria really wanted the position of that. So it's like in 1929, he um, he tried to set him up to get him killed by, like, getting co- kidnapped by this crooked cop family. And it's, like, um, they kidnapped and tortured him, and, like, they, they picked him up in the car, and it's, like, technically it's called, like, a one ri- one-way one ride, where it's, like, um, it's a one-way. You wasn't supposed to come back for it but it's, like, Uncle Lucky was the only person, like, in history to ever come back from a one-way ride with, like, you know, the mob or whatever. Well, it wasn't the mob. It was the cops, whatever. But it's, like, yeah. So he's saying, like, Um, he did get beat up and shit like that, and, um, and, like, his, his, uh, throat got slit, and, like, his, uh, they beat him real bad and, like, cut his face up, and that's why he had the scar over his face, right? So, he's telling me that's true, and, um, what I'm seeing, bro, is, like, one of the motherfuckers, like, honestly, um, he baited him. What I'm seeing is, like, he baited Uncle Lucky. It's, like, he, he tricked him and made it seem like it was, like, something else when it wasn't. And um, what I'm also seeing is, like, at the same time that was happening, like, at the same time, like, the the pigs was trying to, like, take out Uncle Lucky during that time. um, And they baited him by, like, making him trick him, like, oh, you're going somewhere else, or, like, this is a ride if you going somewhere else. He probably thought he was going to a meeting or something like that, and it's, like, it really was his assassination attempt, right? So, like, what he's showing me is at that same time, Not only was that happening, but, like, the pigs was, like, going in and, like, trying to harm other mob members at the same time. I don't even think that made the news, but they they was, like, busting in their houses and, like, interrupting birthday parties and shit like that, trying to take them down. Is what I'm saying? Yeah, like, there was a whole massacre going on around that time. Hold on, that damn near sound like... Nah, that's different. That almost reminded me of, like, the Valentine's Day Massacre. Hold on, let me see if that's the same year. Hold on, let me see. Cause I want to make sure we're talking facts over here. Valentine's Day Massacre. Day Massacre. Cause I know that was like Capone and them. Uh yeah, it was the same fucking year. Okay, boom. Okay. Easy, easy, easy. So at the same time. Yeah, at the same time they were trying to take out Uncle Lucky. They was also in um in New York. I mean in Chicago's north side. Um, on St. Valentine's Day on 1929. So Uncle Lucky got attacked 1929, and they tried to take him out. And the people that he worked with in Chicago as well, like a part of Capone's gang, they also tried to take them out at the same time. So it was like two assassination attempts, but it's like the one that was like actually that worked was the, the Valentine's Day massacre in Chicago, okay? So it's like if you guys look that up, you'll see. And it's like, it came out of nowhere, pretty much, and a lot of people died. I feel like, um, let me see, seven, seven, seven people died totally, and five of them was part of, um, part of Ankh's, like, associated gang, and the other two was, like, family members of them, like, just associates, basically. Yeah, that's crazy that's fucked up because, uh, basically my uncle had ties and he worked with Al Capone and my great grandfather, he actually worked with Al Capone as well. He wasn't our family, but it was like, they associated with each other. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, at the same time they were trying to take out and bait uncle Lucky is at the same time the Valentine's Day massacre was going on. And it's like, they thought they killed him, but they were fooled, is what I'm seeing, like, it was almost like, when they seen Unk come back, it was like, um, <laughs> it was like, a um when they seen Unk come back, it was like they seen a ghost type shit, because they did not expect him to survive that shit, and another thing is they left him to die, um, they, like, I forgot where they dropped him off with, but it's like, they basically kidnapped him in the car, took him on a one-way ride, beat him up, chopped up his face and shit slit his throat and like dumped him on the side of the road somewhere left him to die so it's like when uncle lucky survived that shit and he came back to pay his you know his shit they was like fucked up like what the fuck but it's crazy because it's like that was the protection that um Nona put over him like before she died and shit like that i'm telling you when she went to the crossroads she did a whole bunch of shit she showed me like she could have put, like, her crystals, her candles, her herbs, her bones and stones and shit around in a circle. She had a fire going. She could have had, like, a a human skull she did. Like, something with a snake, bro. Like, she's a real deal shaman, bro. She really, like, put up protection around him. So, it's like, what saved his life, he's telling me, was actually the protection of his great aunt. You feel me? So, it's like, that's filthy. Ooh, wee. And she did that shit before she even died. Yeah. So, it's like, when, um, it's like when, uh, when he survived that shit, he's like, damn, like, you know, he, he was thinking about, like, damn, that's, 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 it's like when he was able to open up his eyes and, like, breathe again and, like, you know, when he was getting patched up and, like, being healed and shit, he's like, damn, like, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my great aunt and shit like that. Um, let me see. Let me see, hold on, because I think he's showing me something about a wife. Hold on. No they were never married they were never married never she was the love of his life but they were never married. What I'm seeing is like um he could have been scared that she um he could have been scared that she would have died or like she would have been killed or something like that so it's like he tried to like yeah he purposely did not want a family didn't really want to marry nobody or nothing like that yeah that's crazy. Let me find out her name real quick for you guys. So we know a little bit. Let me see. A Lusani. Yeah, a Lusani is what I'm seeing. Yep, yep, yep. She was 20 years younger. God damn. So you must he must have been a little older when they got together. But it's saying that they never married, okay? That's crazy. A Lusani. So yeah, I'm seeing like um he was afraid that like his reputation was gonna get her killed. Also, what I'm seeing is, like, um, he could have met her a little bit soon after all this uh, happened, when he, like, basically, like, became Scarface, okay? So, now he want me to take y'all to the scene, um, this is funny as fuck. He want me to take y'all to the scene where, um, on Scarface, okay? So, remember this scene when Scarface was in the club and like he was just chilling, right, by itself that day. And I think he was kind of going through something cause like I think that was the time where he caught his sister in the bathroom with Dude and like he just slapped Dude up real quick. And it's like a couple nights after that it was like he was kind of in his feelings about it and he was at the club by itself. And it's like everybody was mad at him. His friends was mad at him. His sister was mad at him and shit like that. So he was in the club by itself. said, saying um, that scene when um, when the two hitters was like shooting at Scarface, he said that was false and um and it was like doctored and like the scene after that after he got the hit put on him and he went to uh I think his name was Frank in the movie he went to Frank's office and Frank tried to act like he didn't order the hit on Scarface right and like he called him out and he shot Frank or Manny shot Frank or whatever right so he's telling me to tell you guys what really happened right so he's saying that part was flipped okay so like um so, like, what happened, like, um, how do I explain this? He's basically saying it was actually based on the assassination of Giuseppe Joe Masseria, okay? So, Joe the Boss, in 1931, so, like, two years after Joe ordered the hit on Unc and, and like, by the cops and shit like that, and Unc survived it, he, like, took two years to kind of, like, lay low and shit like that, and I believe during the time, he, like... He ducked off, and, he, like, he went to, like... Fuck, I forgot. Like, he went to, like, Chicago, and then from Chicago. He, like, ducked off in, like, Arkansas or something like that. He was, like, really, like, trying to hide and shit like that because, like, people were, like, after him. Um, so he was trying to hide in, like, some square-ass places and shit like that, but people were able to recognize him. So it's like, he hid out for, like, two years. And it's, like, when he came back, he went to Coney, Coney Island, this restaurant in Brooklyn, right? And, like, um, he had... He had Giuseppe Joe Masseria come up there and, like, he wanted to, like, basically, it was, like, Scarface, like, playing it. Like, he was cool when he first walked in the door, like, as if he didn't know that this motherfucker put a hit on him. And, like, he's telling me that he sat down with him at the restaurant on Coney Island in Brooklyn. He sat down with him with Joe the Boss, the person that put a hit out on him. He sat down with him, had a whole dinner and shit like that. They chopped it up. Unk pretended, like, hey, Buddha. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you confirming it, huh? He sat down, right? And, like, had a um, a little fucking dinner with him and shit like that. And, like, played it cool. You feel me? Like, chopped it up with him. Like, nothing even fucking happened. Like, he pretended as if he didn't know that he sent the hit for him, right? So, at, 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 he's explaining to me that part where, like, um the part on the scene where he had him answer the phone... On Scarface, he had him answer the phone. And he's like, answer it. And then he tried to, like, speak in code. And be like, yeah, I'm gonna be home for dinner. Yeah, I'm gonna be a little late. But, like, the call was really, like, telling him that, um... That he knows. He's telling me all that happened at the restaurant. So, it's like, that part on Scarface was hella doctored. And he's saying it's, like, more fictional just for, like, Hollywood movie. But he's saying, in reality, all that kind of shit happened in that restaurant. So, um... (laughs) So he got a phone call. So uh, Joe, the boss, got a phone call in there. And they basically in there let them know that, hey, like, he knows, bro. He might be on his way to you. And it's like you're looking across the table and my uncle staring you in your eye. And he knows you're on the phone with the motherfuckers that's telling you that you about to get got. You feel me? So it's like, so it's like, At that point in time, he get off the phone and shit, and and Unk confronts him, kind of like that scene on um, Scarface. He like start begging and like trying to, oh, I'll I'll give you this much money, and oh, shit, I'll give you this chicken, oh, like I'll give you, I'll give you, you can have the whole thing, you can be the boss, bro, you can be the boss. Like he's just like trying to beg for his life and shit like that. And Unc is like, he already had his hitters there. He already like, they were just literally waiting for him to like finish his dinner and get up and excuse himself and go to the bathroom so it's like at that time big joe is like is like just begging for his fucking life basically and unc's like oh i ain't gonna kill you you feel me so he's like Whew. he find like you know <laughs> you know the scene on scarface where he's like i'm not gonna kill you and it's like he had that short little deep sigh, like oh, okay cool and it's like he's like manny kill him so it's like he's basically saying that part was like fictionalized but he's saying like they already knew what to do like they were waiting the moment that um dude joe got done begging for his life the moment Unc got finished with his food he put his fork and his knife down he put his fucking little handkerchief napkin shit down on the plate you feel me he got up excuse me let me go to the men's room. That was the cold word. Excuse me. Let me go to the men's room. He walked away and four hitters came in it and and ended that motherfucker's life. Like, for trying to take out Unc. So, he's telling me the four hitters. Let me see because I want to give y'all the name. The four hitters that he had was, like, loyal to him. So, it was um, Vito Genovese, Albert Anastasia, Joe Adonis, and Bugsy Siegel. So, those are the four men that uh, Uncle Lucky had take out Joe the Boss pretty much. And they whacked him. So he's saying like the part the scene, um the scene on Scarface, where it's like Scarface was getting shot up and shit like that, all up under the table and all that kind of shit like that. <laughs> <It's> Fuck. <fine. laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny for you trying to take out my uncle. Um he's saying like that was that motherfucker, like. <laughs> like that was him trying to like do all that, but he's basically saying like the part was fictionalized. It was not Scarface running and getting shot at. It was actually joe the boss and like he's saying that that motherfucker did not make it out of the restaurant that day clearly he was gone and i believe this happened on the 15th let me see april 15 1931 so like it's almost like the anniversary of that shit but yeah so since he wanted to you know lay in bed with the pigs and shit like that he took him out so he also wanted me to confirm or like clear up the scene where um where the pig was in the room with him, right? Remember there was a cop in the room with him um, on a scene where the dude was begging for his life and Scarface was sitting there um, and he kept backing up from him. He kept coming towards Scarface like, please, bro. He keep backing up in the chair and shit like that. And the little pig is just sitting there. He's saying that um, it ain't never make the news or nothing like that, but he took out the cop family too. Like all the motherfuckers like, that was associated, they were taken out too. Um, but he's saying that was during a different time period and it didn't make the news or nothing like that, but he wiped them out too. Um, because that was the actual cop that was ordered by Joe, the boss to take out my uncle. Okay, Damn. (laughs) Okay. Let's get back to it. Yeah. He said, okay. He's telling me what he did to the, uh, to the cop. So, okay. Boom. So you remember the scene? So you remember the scene on, um, on, uh, Scarface, where the little dude with the bomb, he was, like, uh he was, like, supposed to take out the car and, like, blow up the car, but, like, Scarface didn't want to do it, because there was, like, a kid and a woman in there. He's telling me that whole part was, like, hella fake, Um because it's, like, they didn't want to, um they, like, basically paid to get that part covered up, like, the mob, like, they paid to get that covered up, like, the whole crooked cop killing shit thing, because it was, like, at the same expense, it was, like, kind of a do diligence for the for the cop and the justice system too because it's like real cops don't want crooked cops and they shit and the mobsters don't want crooked cops either you know what i'm saying so it's like at the end of the day it was like a win-win for both sides but he's telling me that shit really didn't happen he did blow up the fucking car but he's telling me it it went a different way he's saying that um it wasn't a bomb he's saying it was more so like um they could have beat him up the cop they beat him up and like they um handcuffed him to the, the, the steering wheel and like um they made them motherfucker like like go into the water or like crash and like go over a ledge type shit. So it wasn't like literally like a bomb but like um it was something like the cop was like that he had a sense like it's like the cop um since he was involved with the hit on Unk and Unk survived and it's like now Big Joe the boss is dead and it's, like, of course, since Unk survived, it's, like, that cop, since he was crooked, it's, like, you he would have went and, like, try to cover his ass and, like, get Unk in even more trouble for killing Joe the boss. So, it's, like, they had to tie up all loose ends, right, Unk? So, it's, like, they, they took the cop out, too. Because it's, like, if you remember on Scarface, he's telling me, like, you know, the whole reason... Remember, like, that scene where, like, the whole mob sat down and they was, like, telling Scarface, like, hey, we can't have this motherfucker speak because if he talks, he gonna write on all of us. Because it's, like, Joe the boss was in bed with this motherfucker and he was pillow talking, basically, with, like, about everybody in the mob. So, it's, like, he's telling me that part was, like, kind of true, um, um, but it just kind of went a little differently. So, when the whole mob sat down, everybody, all the five families and shit sat down and was, like, um... Look, man, this, this is the motherfucking cop that took you out. Like, they found all the information and shit like that. They presented, to, presented it to Unc. And it's like, so he's telling me that part where he got assigned to take him out, that was facts. You know, he was one of, like, the youngest ones, but he was, like, the most powerful. So they was, like, they left it up to him to take care of. He's saying the, the, the fictional part in that was, like, the fact that he didn't take care of the job. He's like, that's hella fake because he took care of the fucking job. And he's telling me what they did. Like, he's like, that motherfucker died. Like, he's gone. So... That was, like, because the next day, he was supposed to go to court, and, like, he was going to be singing in court, and, like, he would have took down the entire mafia. So, they beat him up, handcuffed him to the car, and made that motherfucker take a, a dirt nap. Well, he said a water nap, because he went to the water and sunk, is what I'm seeing, like, the car and all that. Damn. All right, um, <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> yeah, they said he wasn't even, they weren't even able to find bones, bro. Damn. Okay, what I'm seeing is, like, he knew about everything. He knew about, like, hidden bodies. He knew about, like, how they got rid of certain bodies. Like, there's some people that just went missing and shit like that. What I'm seeing is, like, damn, Unk. Um, yeah, he knew about, like, bones. He knew about, like, like, remember how I said some, some people, like, some motherfuckers, like, Unc on his on his mansion and shit like that, like, in his backyard, he could have had, like, ber- buried bodies or just, like, buried shit like that could get him caught up basically that motherfucker even knew about that because of Joe the boss so it's like all of this would have made the news type shit so they had to whack him yeah they like we had to whack him we had to do this shit fast yeah he became a dead man walking like literally once he uh once once uncle survived he became a dead man walking that's what I'm saying uh okay he's also showing me what is he showing me oh damn damn what i'm also seeing is like be like they tie up all loose ends bro like when 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 you see the movies and shit about tying up loose ends like it'd be hella facts he's showing me like they tied up all loose ends that had anything to do with him like his whole family and everything like he had a wife at home um he's showing me that like He showed me that on a Scarface, the woman with the gun, you know, that little part where she was watching the TV and shit like that. And she came out of nowhere with the gun. He showed me like that was real, like that was a real chick. Um, And what he's seeing is like that scene was hella doctor, but like those people that attacked him and shit, that was the cop family basically that they were trying to like show. And the woman with the gun, right, she was with the shits. They took her out too, but they're telling me like she went out blazing pretty much like she could have lived, ducked off somewhere in a farm or something like that. And I'm seeing, like, they took out her and the kid and everybody. Well, everybody. This could have made the newspapers or something like that. And it could have just seemed like, oh, um, this cop's entire family was, like, slaughtered out of nowhere in their home. And we don't know where the cop is, though, or some shit like that. I don't know. But it's like, um, what I'm seeing is, like, they hopped her. Like, they, they could have exec- execution styled her. Yeah. Nah, they did more than that. They shot her and stabbed her up. Like, she got fucked up. Yeah, she got fucked up, bro. Damn. Damn. I'm also seeing anybody else in the family that was involved, any other, like, crooked cops and shit, they, um, damn. They tortured them motherfuckers for what they did to Unk. Um, you know that, like, those movies where, like, motherfuckers be putting, uh, what movie was that? Cause I feel like that was, that was a mob movie. I just don't remember which one, but like those mob movies. Nah, that was on Columbiana. but he's saying that shit really be happening where they like take, um, uh, 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 that little electric screwdriver and shit and put it through your legs. Yeah. They're showing me like, they done did that shit to a couple people that chance, that same chainsaw. They done did that shit too. Is what I'm saying. Damn, bro. Ooh, child. See, this is... I'm telling you guys, these are my fucking ancestors. So when people be fucking with me, I'm like, okay, bro. I don't... Sometimes the shit that I be saying, it don't even be... I can't even put words to what people... Like, look, they gonna get your ass. Leave me alone, bro. I don't even know how to say this shit. Like, these are my fucking ancestors, bro. You think they're gonna let you guys keep stealing my work and keep fucking with me and sending me black magic? No, they're gonna fuck you up. I'm like... I'm speechless. (laughs) I don't even know what to say... Oh, my God. Yeah, they're saying they took everybody out. They even had, like, Uncle showing me, like, okay. So, he's showing me, like, the prostitutes they had and shit like that. The prostitute ring and shit they had going on. It was deeper than that. He's saying they just wasn't, like, selling their body and shit like that. Like, it was way deeper than that. They had, like, some of them were, like, in the nursing field and shit like that. So, even... The motherfuckers that might have escaped and made it to the hospital. Like, say you survived one of the hits from the mob, and you in the hospital, they gonna have one of their prostitutes go up in there that work there and take you out. Period. Like, I'm literally seeing this, bro. There's no escape. Like, goddamn. Yeah. Because it's like motherfuckers just ratting on each other. Trying. It's like, at that time, everybody was trying to one-up each other. He's like, fuck that shit. Okay, so now he's telling me about world world war ii Ooh, i finally said that right it'd be hard to say that shit for some reason so he's telling me he was in jail at the time right so he's kind of skipping a little bit ahead and he's talking about like when he actually finally went to jail and i think this is because henry hill remember i told you henry hill the whole reason of how we got the story goodfellas is because ray ray Liotta's character he is the snitch like Henry Hill, the main narrator and shit like that, the whole reason we know about any of that kind of shit was because of, um, Henry Hill the snitch, the rat, right? So it's like, um, he's saying that once all that information came out and Henry Hill was just singing to the fucking, uh, feds so that he can get lesser time on his sentence. He's saying, like, um, uh, Anka had to go do some time, right? And and the time that he was, like, about to serve or the time he was supposed to serve was, like, um, I believe it was, like, 30 to 50 years. Like, based on, like, all the charges he had, he was supposed to be in there for, like, 30 to 50 years, right? But it's, like, he wasn't. And the reason he was not, it was because he's saying that, like, he, he basically, like, played, the government, in a way, so like during that time, I believe this is like in the 40s. Let me see, let me make sure. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Uncle Lucky, when he go to jail, I believe it was like 46 or something like that. Let me see, yeah, he was sentenced 30 to 50 years and he went June 6 36. Okay, so it was a couple years after he had um Joe the Boss wiped out and shit like that. Everybody's still booming and shit like that, and it's like, um. He got 62 charges of prostitution brought up on him, right? So he got sentenced to 30 to 50 years, right? And it's like, um, while he was in prison and like waiting, like waiting to like officially be sentenced, because he was like, you know, you're in prison for a while, and it's like you got to go through the court and all that shit, right? So it's like he wasn't, he didn't officially have that sentence yet, right? So while he's going through court and all that shit like that, he was still running shit from inside the prison, like he still had hella respect um and like i said he was officially named the boss of all bosses but he didn't want that title because he tried to get rid of that title so everybody felt equal so nobody was going around trying to make hits on each other and it was just like let's get our fucking money like why are we trying to kill each other we're all fucking italians we're all doing the same shit stop trying to be one up and you be the boss over me and let's be the boss of our own families and let's all collectively get money that's basically what like uncle's about right so he was like people respected him and shit like that and even though he was in prison he still had like main operations going on from prison you feel me he was still calling shots and shit like that so it's like um once he actually got sentenced and they're like all right boom you ain't getting out for like 30 50 years he's like oh bet, cool all right so he took frank costello right Cause Frank Costello fucked with our family Like tough That's like somebody that really fucked with our family right So it's like he gave the leadership To Frank Costello Cause he's like if, no, if, if if I'm not about to run it I'll trust bro to run it You feel me So it's like um At that time it was still thriving You feel me And it's like um I believe we was considered as like the Luchisi family That was a name under my uncle's Um like governing I guess it Was the Luchisi family right so that's when it was like the Luchisi crime family, and you know, we was all doing a little thing, everybody's getting along and shit like that. It's like five families under that. But as a whole, it's like the con the Lucisi crime family, right? So it's like I believe he was in there for some time. I don't maybe like a couple years. It wasn't like his full sentence at all. He was in there for like a little minute, right? And during this time, there's like war, World War Two going on, right? And it's like, um, let me see who the fuck was World War II because I don't remember at this point. That shit was so long ago. Was that like Pearl Harbor and shit? I feel like that was like Pearl Harbor and shit. World War II. Who was it? World War II. Okay, yeah. So in the 40s, it was like World War II was like 39 through um, September 1st, 1939 through september 2nd 1945 it was going on right it was like a global war all over the world so it was like um germany russia europe australia africa dah, 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 dah. like everybody just fighting everybody right so the funniest fucking shit right <laughs> the funniest shit there was like a bombing on um on this certain uh what the fuck did he say he's showing me it was, it was like a, a certain bombing that happened on the harbor in in new york right on new york harbor right and it's like um at that time during that time the mob ran the harbor right because it's like we ran all operations coming in and out of there like any type of business any type of fishing any type of liquor any type of imports it was coming through the mob right so it's like my uncle was in jail and it's like he'd been in there for like i said like well, he went in there like 36 or something like that so like three years later he's in there and it's like 39 and shit and there's a bunch of shit going on but i feel like when it got like a couple of years into the war he thought of this brilliant idea because um, he controlled the harbor he blew up one of the boats out there so it's like this big boat called like the normandy or something like that so he blew up the boat on new york harbor on purpose so that like uh, the government will reach out to him and be like, man, you know, like, they got so close to home. Like, it's like, all around the world, everybody's getting bombed and shit like that. Everybody killing each other, right? But it's like, U.S. soil, nothing has actually touched U.S. soil at that point in time yet. And it's like, they thought that... <laughs> Look at how filthy Unk is. They thought that the the, the bombing of that boat that was on the uh, New York Harbor, they thought that was, like, from an outsider, like an op, right? But really, it was Unk. And, like, <laughs> since he was in control, um, they basically, like, the government reached out to him when he was in prison. It was like, bro, um, A, like, you know, we know that you still, like, we know that you're not, like, the, the boss technically anymore, but we know you still got pool. You think you can, like, um, use some of your pool pretty much and, like, um, help us out. And, like, basically, like, they needed his help for, like, protection and shit like that. And he's like yeah, you know, we, we got that, so basically like, at some point in time during World War II the U.S. did utilize the, the Italian Mafia um, to help fight with the war, right? So like <laughs> look at how smart Unk is so what he did is he blew up the shit himself, and then he uh, he he was like, yeah, I, I'll fuck with you guys like, you know, it was 1942, that's what it was, in 1942 um, it was a luxury liner called the Normandy, so um so he's like, "Yeah, I got you." <laughs> so it's like, "I got you," but if I'm if I'm gonna help you, I need to be moved to like a, a more comfortable prison. You feel me? Move somewhere where you know I got more of my peoples there, or it's just better circumstances. You feel me? And at the time, he also was like. Um, I also need, like, you got to lessen up my sins. Like, bro, I'm up in here for 30 to 50 years. If I'm going to help you guys with World War II, like, I'm about to damn near, he's like, look, he's he's caking it. Like, this is some hero shit, you feel me? I need to get the fuck up out of here. So, like, they was like, all right, man, we'll move you. And then, like, you know, in a couple years, you can get out versus, like, 50 years, you feel me? So, he's like, good. (laughs) So, he negotiated with the U.S. government to uh to leave and go to a different prison. And then he also um, lessened his sentence. And not only that, since they wanted the help from the Italian mob, he finessed them into giving them military-grade weapons and explosives. So, yeah, they helped him. But at the same time, you know how we do. You feel me? Everything is, everything is like, it's always a finesse. So it's like, yeah, we they use some of the weapons, to help but it's like the other weapons they kept for themselves you feel me so that's how if people were like trying to figure out like how they got bombs and how they was able to do all that kind of shit because at no in 1942 the u.s government gave my the italian mafia the military-grade weapons and explosives because they were helping them but you know the mob kept some of that shit for themselves you feel me so yeah and he's showing me like they had no fucking idea <laughs> that it that they that they got played. I mean during the time they had no no idea that they got played. That shit funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's showing me like um, he's showing me that like he literally had um, he could have had some of the prostitutes get on the bus. I mean get on the bus. He could have had some of the prostitutes get on the boat and like set up the um the bombs and shit like that themselves so it's like they could have got on there and like set up the bombs and shit like that Pretended they were like waiters or waitresses and stuff like that they had them in like different areas of the boat and then they left and it's like the boat blew up and it's like oh my god there's an attack (laughs) Sam. yeah so then now it's like okay the government gave Uncle the money and shit like that and then it's like um when they did allow him to leave like because he went to another prison he had to do a couple little years and he was able to you know be free so i think in total he might have served like six years out of like 30 to 50 you feel me and it wasn't because he snitched or nothing. he just he knew how to finesse so he's showing me when he left like not only did he leave earlier but it's like he also left with like hella weapons and shit like his weaponry was like up when it came to like the italian mob and shit like that when it came to, like, their different enemies and shit, they was, like, well over them. Because they had U.S.-grade weapons. Machine guns and shit like that. Like, scopes and shit. Like, they had everything they fucking needed, basically. But I think I told y'all that, like, um, like uh, even though they freed him, they, like, yeah, we'll free you. But you're such, like, a, a menace you're such a menace in the United States, you, you're banned from the United States, so like, yeah, you're free, but you can never step foot on U.S. soil again, so it's like, he had to leave, what I'm seeing is like, he's saying like, his wife, uh, I keep saying his wife, because he's like, he's basically saying like, that was the love of his life, if he wasn't so scared of the fact that like, she would have been killed behind all the stuff he did, he would have actually married her and had kids, but he was just like, you know, this is, he remember what, his great aunt always said and he's like nah i'm not trying to do that but what i'm seeing is like she could have been left like with a lot of money and like she was still living luxuries and shit like that it's just like they were separated but what i'm seeing is like whatever bodies whatever secrets and shit was buried in that backyard where she lived it was still there it's like still there she just like she kept the secrets and shit she was with the shits it's like she knew who she was with she was cool with that shit you know like he's telling me like um that part about Henry Hill, I mean, that part about Ray Liotta's character, about, um, his Italian wife and shit like that, um, how she was like, she knew what he was doing and shit like that, and then, like, she was with the shits, he's saying that's basically how she was, they didn't have no kids or nothing like that, but he's saying basically like, her mental, like, she was like, I don't know, like, she was just on point, she knew what he was doing already, she was cool with that, she wasn't tripping. Yeah. I'm seeing, like, also, like, he's seeing, like, um, another reason he didn't want kids because, like, some of the, the, the people's kids were targeted. I'm seeing, like, some, some people's kids actually did die because of them being a part of the mob and shit like that. Yeah, they, when they were at it's like, if I can't touch you, I'm going to touch your kids. And, like, that's the last thing he would want to do. Yeah. So he's saying, like, um, at this time... It's like, uh, the mob, even though he was in Italy, he still had, he still was running shit in America all the way across seas from Italy. And it's like, he was trying to get as close to America as possible because it was a lot easier. So what he was doing is like, he was in Italy and he was sneaking off and trying to like sneak out. He was going through like different parts of South America. He was like, okay, so he leaves from, uh, he leaves from the U S and it's, like, he gets deported or whatever back over to Italy to stay. When he was in Italy, he's telling me, that, like, everybody was watching him. Like, he was on, basically, like, probation. Like, he couldn't do shit. And, like, he felt like everybody was, like, hired to watch him. He felt like the pigs was hired to watch him. Like, his barber, you know what I mean? Like, his cook, the milkman, like, every fucking body. Because, like, like I told you, he didn't want to be in Italy because the motherfuckers, like, was killing our family out there you know that's the whole reason the family went to america was so that the generations can continue uncle lucky with the business and papa with the family you feel me so it's like when he went back to italy he was like almost like a little annoyed or like paranoid a little bit because it's like um he knew that like anybody could come get him because it's like they know who the fuck you are they know your family you know so it's like being in america was even un, even more unsafe i mean being in italy was even more unsafe than him being in america so what he showed me is like he didn't really um like going to these he didn't like being there and it's like he had to like check in with a probation officer all the time and like you know do these little classes or whatever the fuck they had him doing like basically he wasn't completely free he still had to go check in with a little po and little shit like that but he's saying like Everybody was in bed with everybody, and, like, he didn't trust going to the nurses or the doctors or nothing because it's like, he felt like they was trying to kill him because, like I said, they killed his great-aunt, and, like, they were about to kill the whole family and shit like that. Yeah, so he was, like, scared a little bit, like, not really scared, but just, like, on edge, like, hella cautious, trying to be, like, 10 steps ahead. He's telling me that, like, he had bombs, like, he could have had, like, bombs and shit like that on him or, like, little grenades and shit, like, he was really, like you know yeah he was like he was seeing that like um people were thinking of like bombing his house or like trying to really hurt him is what I'm seeing like they had like you remember I told you we can see our enemies in our dreams so he could have been dreaming about them trying to like bomb his house or the nurses trying to take him out he was like able to see this stuff before it happened um yeah because of like what um what Strega did with his dreams and shit Is what I'm seeing. He also seen, like, some of the women that was coming after him in Italy, they were trying to kill him, too. So, he was, like, he ain't trust nobody. He didn't really trust nobody at the time. Yeah. He's showing me that, like, he started to see that, like, eventually, if he didn't leave again, he was going to end up passing out there. Like, somebody was going to end up trying to take him out. So, he's saying he left. And when he left, he went to, um... Oh, I see. Okay, let me see, let me see, hold on, hold on, he's telling me something real quick. Okay, I think he's explaining, like, there was a shootout or something that made him leave. So, like, in the the news and shit like that, it's not really mentioned, but he's saying, like, he didn't just leave, he wasn't just paranoid, like... They actually did come to his house and, like, try to shoot up his house. But they try to disguise the shooter as, like, a woman that's, like, interested in him. So, it, he was, like, scared to date or, like, he didn't want to fuck with nobody in nothing like that because it was, like, the women were even, like, hired by the mob that was out there to try to, like, take him out. Yeah, she was strapped and shit. Like, she had, like, a hidden gun in the... and Like, yeah, she was strapped. She was strapped. So, like, he's showing me, like, you know that scene, um... On Scarface, where, um... The scene on Scarface, where I think his sister's name was, like, Lisa or something like that. I don't remember her name. But, like, she started to shoot at him. It was like, don't you want me, Tony? Boom! And, like, don't you want me, Am I Sexy Tony? It's like, um... He saying that part was weird. It wasn't no incest or nothing like that. It was literally, like, a, a female that the mob hired to, um, take him out. So, he's saying that part was hella doctored. But, like, um... But, like, they, she really tried to, like, kill him in his own house, in his own mansion, is what I'm saying. So, he could have just slept with the girl. Like, he was just trying to, you know, get some, is what I'm saying. So, he left. He had to dip. So, he told me he took another little banana boat. <laughs> I took another banana boat, and he went from Italy to South America. And he had to go through a different couple places in South America um, until he got to Cuba. So, it's like he felt like he was a little bit more safer Towards the Americas and not Italy for sure He couldn't step foot on like North American territory But shit South America was free game So he was up and through South America For a little bit And he's saying like he made his way through South America And then he wanted to go to Cuba But it's like something about he couldn't just go directly to Cuba So it's like he kind of like had to sneak Because like people were It's like the ops was like trying to track him Is what I'm saying So like he had to sneak around and, um, and go hide off in Cuba, and he felt like, you know, well, Cuba, he can still run operation and run things in the mob, but just, like, in a more comfortable setting where he didn't have to worry about his own life being taken, you feel me, and he's saying, um, yeah, he's saying when he left, it was, like, it was still, like, Italy was still, like, when he had to go back to Italy, it was still, like, going through a hard-ass time, like, the bosses and shit, the mob was still after each other. Everything was, like, chaos and shit like that. Um, he's saying, like, it was still famine, the the, the stores are being looted, like, nobody had enough money, it was still war, like, it was literally a fucking war going on, and on top of that war going on, the mob was after each other, so it was, like, it was just too much chaos. I think it was, like, called the Italian War or something like that. But he's showing me, like, the, the grocery stores and shit was on fire, it was, like, people was scavenging for food and looting and shit like that like it was really like dead bodies on the fucking street cars flipped over like it's literally like damn you deported us back but you don't even know what the fuck is going on and he's saying that this is going on because like they were also a part of the world war yeah so they had fucking army tanks and every like it was like literally you had me leave like at that time america wasn't directly being attacked yeah they were part of the world war But it's like, um, U.S. soil was, like, protected. And I told you the only thing that happened on U.S. soil, it was actually onk. So, no other foreign countries actually did anything at that time. So, like, um, he's saying, like, all the other countries, though, they were, like, fucked up. Because they were actively, like, in war. Like, guns going off, tanks, you know, soldiers, captains and shit like that. Like, really walking past dead bodies, walking past dead kids, families and shit on the street. You got to go run into the store and grab you some food and hope it's not spoiled and run back to your house and hope, you know what I'm saying? It's like bom- your, your neighbor's house might be getting bombed. So he's telling me that's why he had bombs and shit like that. Like he brought over some grenades and some guns and shit like that because he knew when he was going back, it was going back to war. That's the whole reason that they left and came over to the united states but it's like when the family left and came over to the united states the war was just in italy between each other with the mob but like now a couple years later after being out there for a while and coming back and being forced to come back it's not just the mob at war it's literally a part of world war so he's like it was way worse he said motherfuckers was like yeah he said there was bodies floating in the water and shit like it was damn he's like, it was really, like, crazy, damn, yeah, he was like, you can, damn, yeah, he was like, you can literally, like, walk past people's houses, and, like, see them bombed, or, like, them on fire, in their fucking living, like, the whole house is on fire, you see somebody's body on fire, or you see, like, a burnt corpse there, like, it's just death everywhere you turn, so he's like, um, it wasn't all peaches and cream and shit like that. He's like, people wasn't even really able to eat and shit like that. Like, nobody wanted to talk about that part, though. He, they're just like, oh, yeah, ship him back to where he came from. But it's like, this is like, there's still war going on. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, kids had to defend themselves. Kids was hiding and shit with, like, axes and things like that. Like, it was really crazy. Um, Lots of dead bodies all along the water, all along the coast, all along the beaches and shit damn, husbands and wives being separated and shit, he's telling me all this, that's crazy, zam, 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 yeah, some people were just like, they didn't know what to do because it was nothing but death around them, they lost their whole families and shit, so it's like people was jumping from buildings, committing suicide and shit like that, damn, that's sad, that's crazy because it's like, I'm thinking about, like, other foreign people that be coming here, and it's like, you trying to escape this type of shit, and then it's like, the U.S. deports you, and it's like, bitch, I just came from motherfucking war, like, what the fuck, bro, yeah, that's crazy, yeah, it would, it got to the point, like, um, it's like, people had to stand, like, people was going, you know how, like, in Katrina, and Hurricane Katrina with my family in New Orleans, um, well, all my people in New Orleans when they had to like stand on roofs and stuff to save themselves it's almost like that like people was climbing to the top of the roof so that like you know they can get help from like the, the flying by um, helicopters and shit cause it was like there was some like rescue crews I guess going around he's telling me that like I'm almost done buh Well, we're almost done with this episode um let me hurry up he's telling like he's sleepy yeah it's like people were standing on top of the roofs trying to get the attention of like the flying by helicopters to get saved and shit like that and if they weren't able to get saved, he's telling me like those were the people that jumped from the roof and shit like that after a while. Kids was dying. Brother little brothers, little sisters, shit like that. Like, um, he's saying even like the royal type mob families and shit, like, everybody was passing goddamn okay you guys i'm gonna end it right there for this episode because we have so much more to talk about but my son sound like he need my attention so i'm gonna go you know make sure my my baby's good um we're gonna get back here with uncle lucky and the family story because this was a little bit like of uncle lucky story and the other first half was like talking about how our generations got started you feel me so i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode we'll tap back in later or possibly tomorrow for the next part Again, remember, the motherfuckers that be listening trying to send me shit, baby. It ain't nothing but a prayer away for me to send Uncle Lucky to your motherfucking house, honey. (laughs) That's all I got to say. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys for always listening. Until next time, this is part two of Uncle Luciano's story. Peace.